Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the podcast, Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. Today, we're talking about new research at our institute into an issue that impacts all of us, aging. Some of the many problems impacting seniors include cognitive decline and memory deficits. Now, a Texas Biomed scientist is studying a promising drug that may help stave off these unwanted age-related difficulties, repairing damage the years have created. My name is Marcel Dadi. I am an associate professor uh, at Texas Biomedical Research Institute, and uh, I lead the uh, scientific unit of uh, stem cell and regenerative medicine and, and aging. So you just got a new grant. Tell us who provided the money and what that money will fund. So, so the so the grant was provided by the William and Ella Owen uh, Medical Foundation. It was uh, awarded to us to prov- to to perform this study uh, to basically try to develop a um, a new molecule to that enhances uh, a brain function. One of the key um, aspects of developing this drug, uh, because it's really hard to to assess a drug for uh, testing functional or specifically uh, cognitive function um, in in a, in, a, in an assay in vitro or in a in a small animal model like rodents. So so the animal model that we are using is the is the baboon anim- uh, uh, aged model, and um, and it's uh, it's one of the uh, and one of the very authentic animal models model to, uh, to test or to develop drug before we can test them into humans. Male and female baboons at the Southwest National Primate Research Center on the Texas Biomed campus will serve as models for this 12-month study. So what constitutes an old baboon? <laughs> Uh, an old baboon. It's uh, it's a baboon that have uh, reached uh, uh, you know the age of uh, above 20, like 21, 22, 23, uh, uh, um, you know, and, and above. And at that time, we uh, so why why we uh, targeted that age is because we have done uh, some uh, pilot study that we are preparing now actually for publication. It's uh, in which we find out that the the aged baboon once they read that age, their, 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 their cognitive abilities uh, to perform certain complex tasks, it's, uh, it's less efficient in comparison to, to the uh, younger baboons, which are around 15, adults 15 and, and younger. And uh, so what that's really, we see a little bit of uh, changes in their uh, motor strength, motor, uh, motor movements, and, and, and their precision in, in fine motor control, and also in their cognitive performances. So that's what we call an old baboon. How do you evaluate the cognitive ability of baboons? Yeah, we have this, uh, uh, we have this neuropsychological test. It's called CANTAP. So it's a very well-known um, uh, test, uh, a cognitive test that is performed in, in various hospitals. It's developed by a company up in the uh, UK, in Cambridge, and it's been in, uh, in, in the market for a long time. And it's used for, for various aspects. So it's a really nice test that enables you to dissect various aspects of cognition and, and memory. And, and the, the complexity of the test can be, you know, 
can be can be scaled up and starting from something basic and going all the way to a complex uh, 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 cognitive testing. Uh, and what's nice about this, it's it's uh, it's basically a screen that uh, that the animal interacts with. So as they see sign in the screen, they uh, they uh, they interact, they touch things in the screen, and they get reward. And and they like those rewards, so they 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 try to associate. They they start to associate between the si the, the signal in the screen and the reward, and they learn and they learn that very quickly. These baboons are, are pretty smart. People might be surprised, sort of, at their level of cognition. Yeah, they're they're very curious. They like to explore things, and and it's almost like an enrichment program. This one is for them, and and they really love the the uh, once they see the the CANTAP test come into the room, they get excited because they know that there is some reward uh, coming along with that screen when they start to interact with, and and there is uh, so it's and and they are they are very exploratory in comparison, for example, to the to the marmoset. The mammal said they're a little bit, uh, uh, their personality, they're a little bit more, they have a little bit higher anxiety and can they're a little bit shy. They don't, uh, they don't step forward to interact with things. They, it takes them a while to, to, to warm up. Uh, and that's just something because of their, their evolution. They are, they are uh, new world monkeys. They're much more smaller. Uh, they're, uh, they're a little bit afraid of uh, potentially for predators. So they have to be very careful in their normal habitat. So they develop that kind of, uh, be careful, exploratory. While the baboons, they they just go straight into the uh, into the screen and they start interacting with it and, and pushing things. And so, <laughs> so it was nice to work with them. As more and more people live into their 80s and 90s and beyond, they become more likely to develop age-related health problems. Dr. Dadi explains what happens inside our bodies. Tell us about the problem in people. What happens to us as humans as we age that you're trying to help prevent? The uh, I think with, with the aging, what's uh, what's uh, what's interesting. I think very uh, many many of our organs, the the cell basically, uh, it just loses loses the efficiency to produce energy, and 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 that aging is really one of the risk uh, number one risk factor for various diseases. So I work mostly on on, on neurological disorders. So brain cells they lose efficiencies um, with, with the age. And that's mostly come from the uh, various things, including mitochondrial function. So this mitochondrial function is just these little organelles inside the cells. They produce energy and they produce, uh, uh, you know, the respiratory, uh, the machinery inside the cells to keep the cells healthy. So if I remember from eighth grade biology, <laughs> mitochondria is uh, the engine of the cell. That's exactly true. It's the engine of the cells that keeps the cells active and going. And, and they do some amazing things inside the cells. They fuse, they, they multiply, and they keep the cell functioning. Uh, so with the age, that, if, that, that, uh, that function of the mitochondria goes a goes little bit down, and their efficiency goes down. Uh, and, and there is a great deal of research now trying to enhance that kind of function. Because uh, if we look at various kind of neurological disorders, 
we look at these cells, why they die, because they can't keep up with the demand. And that demand requires energy that comes from mitochondria. And then, unfortunately, they die. For example, if we take a look at Parkinson's or we take a look at other uh, neurological disorders, the cells, they don't keep up with the demand and then they die, especially if it's in a, an area that is, uh, there is high demand. For example, the midbrain dopamine neurons, for example, they are highly on demand on motor function and, and, and aspects of cognition as well. And uh, so by, by going to that source of the, of the disease or the source of the, of the problem, if we can fix that, we may be able to protect or prevent certain diseases before they even occur. Dr. Dotti screened drugs to see if any of them might enhance mitochondria function. The candidate that was promising in the lab will now be tested in animals. So this drug you're screening is an already FDA-approved drug? Yeah, it is an FDA-approved drug, and this is something that is really nice and great. I think uh, um, various companies and, and scientists, they're capitalizing on this, on the fact that there are so many companies and they screen a lot of drugs. And then they, they, those drugs, they went through a lot of testing in human. They're, before they get into the human, there's a lot of selection. And then once they get into the human, they, they pass the toxicity and, and the safety uh, phase. So those ones, they, they may not make it all the way for a specific disease that they were intended to, but they, they become available for other scientists to test them for various other things that can that, that may be more efficient for. So those are really nice if you find, so, so this drug is, uh, and, and, and others that we tested in vitro, in, in, the, in the in vitro model that we used, um, um, it turns out to be uh, enhancing, it enhances the mitochondrial function. Uh, so it's very promising in case, for example, if this drug turns out to be uh, positive and turn out to really significantly enhances the function in the, in the baboons, we can um, design some very specific studies with the Food and Drug Administration to move it uh, fairly quickly to, to the human since it's already passed the safety and toxicity. So it's sort of like no need to reinvent the wheel. If something's already out there that you can repurpose, it can save a lot of time and money and effort, and you can find answers more quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is a really very cost efficient and very also very rapid. And as you said, it's a, it's a really drug repurposing. Uh, and, and it's also uh, significantly cheaper uh, because the, 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 the biggest, the, the most expensive part is already passed. So, yes. Why is this one of your passions to try and help with some of the declines that come along with aging? Aging, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a really, I think it's an amazing thing. I think I, uh, I personally, to tell you the truth, when I interact with aging people, they're just full of wisdom. And having someone uh, giving these uh, people uh, a healthy living that enables them to, to interact and to, and to perform um, uh, things and, 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 and that they want to do with their family and loved one, um, uh, I think that that's a great, a great, great uh, uh, you know, um, a project to go for, to do. Because there's no point in living longer unless we can live healthy and better. Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, I think that's uh, I, and again I see it in in a, in, a, in a patient that comes to me with uh, with certain neurological disorder, and I see how can we do for to help these people to if we can prevent these diseases from occurring and and, and give them their healthy way to 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 uh, to interact and to to live their 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 life in a healthy way and happy way. That that's really the the dream that we are uh, pushing us on a daily basis to to perform our studies.
You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You can also find us on most popular podcasting platforms. You can log on to our website, txbiomed.org, and search for podcasts. You can listen to previous episodes and even sign up to have a new podcast delivered to your email inbox every two weeks. You see, we love sharing our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.